0: two hundred and four as we keep this train rolling
1: man we are picking up steam Jimbo heading into the next era of the boot camp and I think we are having some fun if we were if we were a transcontinental railroad train Jimbo where would we be would we have would we have navigated from east to west and would we be halfway back or would we be making our second trip at this point
0: well, I don't know man I you know who knows how long we're gonna do this for I could see we we do it all the way till I'm double nickels.
1: <laughs> Me and i don't know jimbo i'd be pretty old by then i might not be a sound mind so you don't think you got 14 more years of this in you i know i got a solid 10 that extra four that could be the difference maker
0: <laughs> you guys heard it here first that might be the end of the podcast and we got a 10-year window how much can we talk about revitalization and replanting in the next
1: 10 years well, I don't want to sound any alarm bells, but you know, they're, they're, everybody's always talking about climate change and we've only got seven years left or 12 years <laughs> left, that sort of thing. So maybe you heard it here today. We've got 10 years at least, we think. Statistically, maybe the scientists have studied that the boot camp has got about 10 years of life left. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Hey, i thought about When the boot
0: camp's done, what else is there?
1: <laughs> well, it's about time to turn the lights off, friends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, one of the things I do love about this podcast and our time together, Bob, is it's never boring, mm. and it, it's a refreshing joy because sometimes the work of revitalization has some pretty boring and depressing moments and seasons, and so we try to be lighthearted on this podcast to talk about a heavy and important topics, and because we know if you're revitalizing or replanting a church, then you probably have a lot of not fun or not interesting, or not exciting moments in your life. And so we want to add a little joy and excitement and fun into that. And so I have a super boring topic for us today, Bob.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: We're, <laughs> we're going to talk about business meetings, but here's here's how, here's how I want to frame it. We've had some other episodes where we have addressed business meetings, member meetings a little bit, and we're going to reference those because I don't want to spend all of our time rehashing everything. But here's the question I want to answer today. How do you have less boring business meetings? In the Journey of Church Revitalization, one aspect that we talk about a lot is traditional business meeting and you know all the jokes about Baptist business meetings. And many of us have experienced the monotony of these gatherings, leaving us with a desire to make, make it more impactful and God-glorifying. And so if that resonates with you, listener, you're not alone. We have all experienced that. And so I want to talk about how to make it less boring. But before we even get to that, I think that we have to just quickly reference some ideas of what do you do before the meeting to try to prevent fireworks during the meeting. Uh, there's, there are a few things you can do, and there are a few episodes we're going to point you to that will help you in this. You can go dive deeper into these topics to help you prevent fireworks or handle fireworks when they come. One is, I'm just going to list these, and then Bob, you get some commentary after. Have one, you can have informal meetings with key influencers, informal meetings, just like in the hallway or grabbing lunch or just on the phone or you know, just before church after church, and get a temperature reading on what what concerns them, what people are talking about, what's going on. And this is a great place to kind of casually float out ideas mm-hmm. that you are thinking about presenting at a business meeting that could possibly cause friction and just kind of see how they react and see what questions they have and what ideas they have. We talk a lot more about informal and formal permission in episode 146. During the meeting or before the meeting, select who the moderator is going to be and do a really good job of getting that moderator ready. Check out episode 92 with special guest Craig Colbert, the Baptist bouncer, where we talk about the values of Robert's Rules of Order and why they matter, and how to learn them, and how to be prepared for them. But then, what if what if you do all that, and the fireworks still happen, Bob? What if it just still blows up? Well, what do you do when conflict breaks out during the meeting? Check out episode eight, and before your next meeting, don't, in the middle of the meeting, pull up episode eight.
1: <laughs> Man, you're reaching way back in the archive there. I bro. am.
0: Go back all the way to episode eight with Evan Skelton, and how to handle bad business meetings. So, I want to before we dive into how to make it less boring, just kind of hit some of the practical meeting stuff. What can you do beforehand? Cuz part of keeping it I mean there's 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 different ways you could make it not boring. The fireworks aren't boring, but they are not fun. <laughs> so, we want to do the right kind of less boring.
1: Yes. I think a lot of pastors always feel the stress right before the business meeting, right? Especially if they're not if there's a maybe a difficult topic that they're about to discuss, or if they have that, you know, the the line, new business, right? You know, who knows what's going to come up Mm -hmm. then. And get a a handle on your order of business and submissions and all of those sorts of things. But oftentimes it is just a kind of formalities, a few reports and some formalities. That's what you really hope most of your business meetings are. Mm -hmm. There are times when the church has to come together and consider more significant and weightier matters. But hopefully by and large, your business meetings are not that colorful or fantastic, unless you're going to do some of the following things that we're going to talk about right now.
0: Yeah. So I think one of the great things you can do to make sure we're focused on the right things because part of this. I think is when I, when I wrote these out by one of the things I was thinking is not only how to keep it from being less boring, but also how to keep us focused on the right things. And so we're Mm. not just coming in and reporting, you know, you know, budget numbers and attendance numbers and, uh, and just and statistics, because one of the things we've tried to do on this podcast is talk about how we can't live and die by those metrics alone. Mm-hmm. We can't right. ignore them, but we can't live and die by them. And that includes a business meeting. How do you make the business meeting? Not just a report of here's where the money is. Here's where the people are yada, yada. Right. So mm-hmm. one of the things I think is, I think it's awesome opportunity to celebrate testimonies and, and stories of life transformation incorporate a segment where members share their personal testimonies and stories of God's faithfulness in their lives. Because good testimonies remind us of God's transformative power and encourage others in their own walks of faith. And it sets a tone for what we're talking about and why we're here and why we gather when we can celebrate those things together.
1: Yeah. Mission stories, you know, ministry stories. If you have students that receive, you know, support from the church to go to camp or on a mission trip all those sorts of things. And and then also people who come to Christ and talk about the transformation. <clears throat> I think those are really helpful because they, they do show that there is an administrative side of ministry, right? we got to do these organizational things. We've got to give these permissions. We've got to sacrifice together to do these things, but we're doing them unto a greater importance. And that's the work of God in someone's life, not just that we're running an organization. So I love that first one.
0: Yeah, so then I, I would say, also, in, in, in the light of keeping things focused on what they need to be focused on, have times of focused prayer and intercession. Dedicate time during the business meeting for intentional prayer. Pray for the needs of the congregation, the community, and global concerns by seeking God's guidance and intervention together. Your church members will be reminded of the importance of corporate prayer and unity. Write out a pastoral prayer and and pray it over the congregation. Have people break into groups of three to four and pray together. We did this often at Redemption. and. And I would get some pushback on the awkwardness of it, and and I would always just say, just lean into that awkwardness, and I know it's weird, but it's also important, and it's good,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we could see some really neat things happen when we would do that together. Times of, you know, our team got an opportunity to pray with one of our breakout session leaders for the Replant Summit at Nam scheduled a Zoom meeting with our team to pray and. It was a sweet, wonderful time of just praying for the the ministry of revitalization and replanting and the replant summit itself and, and all the things. And we spent probably 30, 45 minutes praying together. And mm. that, I mean, it, let the Holy Spirit work in that and praying for unity and praying for focus and and being what we're supposed to be. Let us build community together as we pray together.
1: I love the idea of breaking up into smaller groups and then giving prompts out like for everyone. mm mm-hmm. Because it, it requires participation, more participation in those little triads than than just hey, who's sick and what do we need to pray about? And then one or two people praying. Right. I think it's it's good to break those up into groups. And so I think that's super important. And and what I would say is focus on the focused prayer side, like mm-hmm. on the mission side, on the you know, building unity, on Lord giving us opportunity to share the gospel, or Lord, help us to serve this community well, help us to th- to think your thoughts about how we live in ministry, you know, and, and on mission here, where you've called us, those things are super important. Most of the time, it is it is intercession on behalf of those who are not doing well, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the we pray through the sick report and the hospital list, and the, I'm not trying to diminish those things, but oftentimes the the needle points more to that than it does towards mission and ministry. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think it's that's, that's great. We got to make sure that we're praying. Not just for sickness, but for for mission and unity mm-hmm. and the church as a whole and the community. And then, kind of like celebrating te- testimonies and, and life stories, I think you could share ministry spotlights and missions updates. In ministry spotlights, I think you can highlight different ministries within the church during each meeting. You could you. Inst- here's the thing: instead of like giving every single ministry equal time in every meeting, what if you created a rotation? And each meeting, one ministry gets more time. Not that we don't give updates on other ministries if, if they're necessary, but we pick one that we just really highlight and we really we really share stories yeah. out of and allow ministry leaders to share their successes, their challenges, upcoming events. It's not only raises awareness of the various opportunities for involvement, but also it helps, again, foster a sense of community and teamwork and, and togetherness, which is, I think, if we can move business meetings towards a tool used to build community, man, we're, we're doing something and, and we can quit with the bad Baptist business meeting jokes and we can, we can make it something we really look forward to. And people want to be a part of, cause who wants to be a part of a bad business meeting?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, so maybe a cranky person who wants to, you know, unleash uh, their crankiness on people. Yeah. Maybe, but not many, um, not healthy people, but I, I love this idea of spotlighting ministry and what the lord has done and i think most of the time when you come to a business meeting the posture is not that the posture is we're here to get permission mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and and so you're flipping that you've already been given permission your budget right and your bylaws have given you permission so flip the script a little bit and ask for you know let's celebrate let's let's rejoice together and let's let's understand what god is doing together i think that's a great way to to frame it
0: well, and then even thinking externally, not just what you're doing within the church, but who are you partnered with externally? Missions updates, devote mm-hmm. a section of the meeting to hearing updates from missionaries that your church supports. This connects your congregation with the global mission field and reminds them of their involvement in God's larger redemptive work. And even if you're a Southern Baptist church, which I know not all of our listeners are, but if you are, then even if just the cooperative program, you can share IMB updates or or NAM updates or things like that. But if you're not part of the Southern Baptist Convention and surely, I hopefully you are supporting some missionaries somewhere to do something. Uh, and and so you can hear from them and celebrate them. Let them come. Let them set up a table and 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 share for a few minutes and, and give people an opportunity to connect with them in a personal, real way and 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 pray for them. Or or if they're overseas, send a video and and share that video update and some way to just to highlight, hey when We're going to talk about money at some point, and one of the things you've got to understand is this is not about just paying the bills. Yeah, This is about being obedient to what God has called us to do and being on mission, and, and a, a portion of everything you give goes to help us support our mission partners, and here's one of those. Here's one of those mission partners and how God's using them to advance the gospel across the world.
1: Yeah, one of the, the things I did probably in the spring, I think this year, right before the Easter offering, was a pastor called and said, hey, could you come in and be part of our business meeting. And I just want to highlight what Replant is doing. Hmm. And so he brought me in and I was part of a, a business meeting, right? And yeah. it's got asked ask questions and, and it was pretty cool. It was good to see the people there and be able to share what we were doing in Replant and to thank them for the partnership in ministry.
0: Yeah. And I think another piece with that is you can do vision casting and celebrating progress, right? Like it doesn't just need to be reports of the budget and, and here's when committee meetings are, but Use this meeting as a time to communicate the church's vision and goals, remind people of who you are, bring clarity to what it is God's called you to do, share stories of how the congregation is making a positive impact in the community, recognize the efforts of individuals who have contributed to the church's mission and vision, figure out ways to really celebrate those that have volunteered and given a lot of time to the mission that you have, because we know most churches have kind of that twenty eighty rule, right, where 20% of the people are doing 80% of the work. And it's really easy to feel unappreciated. And this is not about that we don't do it for the appreciation. But at the same time, Romans chapter 12 tells us to outdo one another in showing honor. And I remember we would, at Redemption, on our Facebook page for a while, we would do, uh, once a month, we'd do like a volunteer of the month. And we'd celebrate that person and tell a little bit of their story and I had a loving member from another partner church message me and they did it very graciously and kindly. And, and we're like, Hey, just help me understand. Because as my, as I understand it, you know, we're not supposed to let the right hand know what the left hand is doing. We're not supposed to, you know, if we get our rewards here, then we don't get them in heaven. And, and they are messaged me. And we're just trying to get clarity. And I just said, look, this is us outdoing honor, outdoing one another and showing honor. And you know, mm-hmm. we almost 12 and i uh, just helping people, not feel burned out and underappreciated and, and overworked because most volunteers are kind of overworked. And here's from my experience, Bob, when people burn out, when volunteers burn out and leave, they don't leave and go to another church. Far too often, they just leave and and just quit going to church. Yeah. And so, I mean, help take care of your people and highlight and help them feel the honor that, that of, of being one of your lead volunteers that gives so much effort to the church's
1: mission and vision. I think helping people see that your church is moving forward and accomplishing the things that you have decided together to do is super key here. Yeah. Um, most of the time we get permission and then uh, we really don't report back. Did it work? Did it not work? And, and so this really closes the loop to help your congregation understand what their sacrificial gifts are. What their efforts and service are, and what their their you know preyed upon priorities that you guys have decided together, if those are moving the church forward. So I, I think that's a really important aspect of of saying you know hey, last year we said we were going to do this, and we've been working really hard, and the team's been working to put this together, and then we we did this event, or we you know launched this initiative, or we. Got these resources, and we created this ministry room or et cetera. And so we just want to share that with you all as a way of celebrating. And I would say celebrate it on Wednesday night, celebrate it on Sunday, too. because mm-hmm. right? yeah, because the, the majority of folks who come on a midweek Wednesday night, for business meeting, or if you have your business meetings or members meetings on Sunday after the church, you're going to get a subset of the entire attending population. Yeah. So you kind of want to cascade it out. So you treat these guys as your like key stakeholders that come to these meetings Mm -hmm. and you really want to do your best at giving them the the best and the most thorough information. And then share a little bit beyond that circle on a Sunday, perhaps uh, to help people maybe get an appetite to go to this stakeholders meeting. Right, that they're going to get inside information. They're going to get more information. They're going to be more valued, that sort of thing. Yeah,
0: I think that there's such an important thing that happens when we just celebrate what God is doing and and find things to celebrate. Man, and we've talked about this a lot on this podcast of the, you should be celebrating something every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you can't find anything in the local church that you're serving to celebrate, then find something on the mission field to celebrate or find something in another neighborhood church within your network there in your community that you can celebrate. I promise you there's something somewhere you can celebrate. It doesn't have to be massive. It doesn't have to be a salvation every week, uh, but it can be somebody taking a step of, of faith and, and obedience. Somebody sharing the gospel with their neighbor, somebody serving the, the community, somebody reading to kids at the school in the community or something like that. And, and just find ways to tell those stories uh, because here's the other thing, this does is it helps us move away from the celebrity single pastor is the hero, he's the hired hand, he does the ministry. We're just here to kind of rah rah hear a good sermon from him and and move on. And it helps the mm-hmm. whole body see that the whole body is a part of this, right? And when they and when they see somebody being celebrated for walking over to the school next door and reading to kids for a teacher. So that teacher can have a minute to eat their lunch. Mm -hmm. Let's celebrate that. Let's make a big deal about things like that and let them see that it's, it's a whole culmination of all those little things that really help us as a body be who God called us to be.
1: Yeah. I love it. I think it's a great idea.
0: And then lastly, here's what I think if you can end with having a meal together, Consider concluding the, the business meeting with a shared meal. Eating together, eating together, fosters fellowship, a deepens relationship, echoes the spirit of the early church gatherings, where believers gathered for the breaking of the bread, like we see in Acts two. The communal act of doing, of dining, can cultivate a sense of family within the church, leaving everyone nourished in body and in spirit. And, you know, we did this a lot of redemption. The church I'm a part of now does a very good job of this with their annual meeting. I mean, they make a huge feast out of it and it's just, it's a blast. It's a, it's an enjoyable night where everybody looks forward to it. So I don't know how often your business meetings are. We would do, we did quarterly and we would always have a huge meal, man. And so we would do it every fifth Sunday. We would do we would have our Spanish church would worship with us. We would translate everything. The kids would worship with us. We would try to get as close to just packing out the, the worship center as possible, head over to lunch and just pack out the fellowship hall, have a great meal, have a business meeting together, uh, and make a really great day of it where we did all these. We celebrated testimonies and life stories, and we prayed together, and we highlighted what God was doing, and we shared vision. And then, And we would always encourage people. Kind of a little bit, little bit of what we talked about in last week's episode about having a meal with somebody you don't know. Like, Take this as an opportunity to sit down with somebody that you've never had a meal with or never talked to and sit down and, and listen to them and, and get to know them and have have just an opportunity to break bread together.
1: There's nothing like eating together to have great table conversations and create that bond of fellowship. And usually there's there's good noise, there's laughter, there are... There- all ages together so yeah i mean have good food and you can it doesn't have to be hard you can do potlucks and they can be good you can do you know simple meals and and they can be good and you're not trying to you're not trying to impress a yelp elite by your church meal necessarily (laughs) but you want to have a good meal with some options for different kinds of folks with different kinds of you know tastes and dietary things but the the big thing is is do it in such a way that it is a, a blessing and it looks, it, people look forward to it as a celebration. So we, I, I always enjoyed doing members meetings with meals. We, we had such a good time. We had everything from peanut butter and jelly to nachos, to pizza, to, you know, chili, to spaghetti. I mean, it was just, you never knew. And we kind of went the potluck route. And then sometimes what we would do is, is we would, you know prepare stuff in advance and just have it down in crock pots and warming so if it was a uh, chili or if it was tacos or you know taco meat or that sort of thing so it's it's you can easy to do it's not as hard as you think and then what I would say too is get get some of your um, get some of your folks who love to do this some of your multi-generational folks your grandmas who um, have the best dishes man just tell them bring out the best dishes like right? make them let's let's do this and it's gonna be a lot of fun
0: man i I wish we we could learn from my experiences with the Korean Church in America is they have lunch together every single Sunday. I mean every single Sunday they once the worship service is over, they go have lunch together and and Bob I don't know I think they've tapped into something that that we're missing and I know we're we're so busy and we got so many different things to do and that's such a long day and I don't know man there's a part of me, Bob that if I were a lead pastor again, I would try to figure out how to have meals together with the church family as often as possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not just a, I mean, it's a biblical idea, but it's also I mean, it's just, man, what a bonding experience to just sit and eat together and almost as if that's how God designed it all to work that we're to sit and enjoy food together and enjoy the company. And, and so, man, not just in your business meeting, to find opportunities wherever you can, to sit and break bread together, have fun together, enjoy each other, celebrate what God's doing. Don't get caught up in the discouragement and the things that you don't have and the things that you're quote unquote not good at or don't have enough of. And man, just find the, the little things that God is doing and celebrate those like crazy and enjoy each other. All right. If you've got ways that you have celebrated and made business meetings fun together, we'd love to hear from you. Shoot us a note. You can always email us replantbootcamp at gmail.com. Questions that you've got, ideas that you've got, feedback, leave us a comment on social media or on the website. And we'd love to hear how we can continue to serve you and even serve you better. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Replant Bootcamp Podcast, a resource for replanters by replanters. If you enjoyed this episode or found it to be helpful for you and your ministry, please help us get the word out by subscribing, sharing,